Today is November the 7th, 2020. Donald Trump has been yeeted from the White House. You raggedy, sloppy ass bitch. Spawn on me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bricago, y'all. What the deal, B. Bricago? Yo, this is Khalif Adams. This is the Spawn on Me podcast with Khalif Adams here on Fanbyte Media Network. What the deal? B, I hope you're all doing well. Today is a amazing day. I am extremely excited. I am very, very happy. I am ecstatic. I am overjoyed. I am relieved. I am, uh, I, I have hope. And that is a thing that is needed. And if you have not heard, this is going to go up on Monday. I'm recording this on Saturday. Uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have won the White House, and I am fucking hyped about getting things back to a reasonable space in a reasonable state in all the things that we understand to be whatever the hell this American experience is supposed to be. I, you know what I mean? Like, I am at a point now where. I I don't even know. I don't even know what to do with my body. I don't know what to do with the energy I have in it. I don't understand what I'm supposed to say in ways that don't feel, you know, elated in both the like most unreasonable ways. But it also just feels like, at least for right now, until whatever the hell happens, whenever Biden gets into office and, and, and Kamala Harris do what they need to do. That for the first time in a whole year, or at least in the past four years, I've been able to feel like there's even some light at the end of a tunnel. It, it feels like, at least for now, you know, I'm seeing people in the streets celebrating all across the world right now. I'm seeing people all over, you know, across across the continent, jumping for joy, screaming in the streets, playing music like it is the best block party on the planet right now. I am. It tells you a lot that so many people are happy to see someone leave an office because of all the amazing amounts of damage they have done to the country, to our standing in the world, to the day to day lives of people who are just trying to live and trying to do what they need to do to make sure that they are safe to Every person who is from a marginalized group who has ever felt like and understands how the U.S. government, when weaponized in the way that it is currently with the Trump administration, is tenfold as worse than what it was ever, what it has ever been in its history. We already understand how the American government has uh, used its power against black and brown people, marginalized folks forever. Uh, we understand that that has been a thing that has always been the case. It has never not been the case. We understand that to a certain extent, Trump was the personification of the worst of the country. We understand that 70 million people voted for Trump in this election. We understand that for whatever reasons that they did, racism, economic anxiety, as I put up air quotes about that stupid shit. Um, and everything in between that caused these people to vote for a fucking monster twice 
we still have to live and co coincide and co reside with these people. Those people are not going anywhere. Those people are embedded into this country like the soil is underneath our feet. That is the thing that we have to continue to try to figure out how do we reconcile with. We as a country have to try to figure out how to either move past these folks, get them out of our way, or do what we need to do in a bigger, broader coalition to use our voices to fight against these people in in in, in more profound ways because the the curtain has been removed in the past four years. There was a curtain there where people had niceties. There was a curtain there where people felt like they had to go into hiding to be bigots and be bigots in broad, uh, you know, super public, profound ways. That stuff is gone. We're not in a place anymore where that layer of conversation is there anymore. People are loud and proud in their bigotry and their racism and their sexism and their in their uh, uh Transphobia, uh, transphobia in their, you know, in their homophobia in all the things that we as Bracago residents and as people who are reasonable liberals, progressives, all those kinds of folks, you know, push against every day with everything that we say and everything that we do. We still are in a country that is deeply divided. We are in a country with people who would destroy you, literally destroy you if they had the chance because of all the dumb shit that's been put into their minds from, from conception. Um, I watched, I am not your Negro this past week, uh, right on a, right, right before election day. And James Baldwin had lots of different conversations about why it was important to, um, you know, build into the conversation about like what America does to people and why it's something important for people to understand and why those things are, you know, the foundation for lots of things that we have to think about from a conceptual standpoint and from a literal standpoint of like how people are treated and how the country understands us as people. And, and, and even the, you know, if you remove the United States from the conversation in a, in a, in a larger way, just what anti-blackness is in its rawest form, it is a thing that is not just here in the United States. It is a thing that is not just, you know, born from our constitution. It is not a thing that is born from the way that we govern and all the people who are the, the, are our constituents in this country. There is a level of malevolence that goes along with racism that comes from literally nowhere. And I think that that's the thing that we have never reconciled as a race, as a people, as a species that we don't understand and I still don't understand where this sentiment comes from besides the imagination of white people. And it's a thing that was born from that. It's a thing that continues to be perpetuated in those spaces that has proliferated throughout other people, other cultures and other in other spaces. And if we don't reconcile with that, then we have to understand that again, this is a good moment for the country. This is a good moment for potentially getting ourselves into a space where we can get to some semblance of normalcy again, which is extremely important, not only for the economy, not only for getting kids out of cages, not only for feeling like you can walk down the street and not have some asshole with a MAGA hat try to roll up on you with their camera or worse even with their guns and feel like they're going to try to roll up on you because they believe in some magical, mystical, 
uh, level of whiteness that, that, that just doesn't have any fault. So this is a day that we celebrate. I, I'm, I am very celebratory. I, I'm not buying into wet blanket social media right now. There's a lot of people on both sides of the fence. You have the Trump folks who are extremely upset that they didn't get their candidate back in so they can continue to run roughshod and, 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 you know, raise up more racists in the space. We have leftists and progressives who, for some strange reason, can't ever find anything to be celebratory about because everything is a, a, a throw the baby out with the bathwater conversation. There is no compromise. There is no inching forward. There is no ability to see any silver linings in anything, which I find to be super disrespectful and mad annoying. Um, but it is one of those things where the people who I feel like are able to kind of take the moment as it is right now, take this energy and understand that there's a lot of work that needs to be done and figure out ways that we can work together to do the work that a lot of people talk shit about online, but don't actually do. There's a lot of people in our circles who have a lot of stuff to say, but aren't on the front lines doing the work. There's a lot of people who have a lot to say who aren't organizing, who are not using their platforms for good, who are not doing anything but complaining. And if you're just going to complain, then there's no reason for you to talk about the work you're going to do because you're not doing it. It makes me think a lot about the stuff that got done here, even in our small podcasting space, in our small media space. We are not large. It is a one person team that is lucky enough to have enough people rock with him in ways that matter to gather up some kind of coalition to do some of the work that is hopefully moving the needle. It makes me think a lot about what has happened this year. Um, it is not, it is not, you know, it, it is not unforeseen. It is not, you know, I, I see all the stuff that's happened in this year. And as a show, we have been very lucky. We have been, we've done better this year than we've ever done in any year that we've ever been on the air. After seven years of hard, hard work, we have done lots of stuff and we've inched along fairly well to kind of, you know, to combine this conversation around video games and politics and race and sex and all those things. And, you know, there are things that we could have done better. There are more opportunities that we could have done for, for charitable events, but it's really just me. <laughs> trying to figure out how many ways that we can get things done in the, in the fastest ways possible that gives the most impact. And it makes me think a lot about a couple of things that has happened this year. Um, you know, when COVID hit, I was able to, uh, I was, I was down a lot. I was really sad. I was really depressed. I was really in a bad space to be able to try to think about what we were able to do to kind of build out a good way that we can actually affect some shit and try to make the, the needle move and try to figure out ways that we can build out, you know, ways for other people to get involved with, you know, and, 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 and touch social justice issues in a real way. I was lucky enough to meet some folks over an organization back in New York called We Are Soze. I did a couple of events during this year. One of them featured, you know, Trayvon Martin's mother, Beyonce's mom. Um, you know, we did one with New York City, uh, with the New York City uh, Votes organization. Uh, we did a couple around John Lewis and his movie, uh, Good Trouble. 
you know, I was, I've produced a bunch of different shows on the back end this year because of that stuff and learned a whole bunch of things and, and, and put more tools in my toolbox for that kind of stuff. And it really gave me the, the ability to think about from a bigger standpoint, like what gaming and activism looks like, what does it actually mean? No, it's not just an extra live stream. No, it's not just doing the PSAs that a, that a platform will ask you to do. It's like getting down and dirty with the folks who are actually doing the fucking work. And that to me is the thing that actually matters. We were lucky enough to work with the folks with Vault Writers again this year for Spawn for Good. You know, massive love and shout out to my partner in crime, Sterling McGarvey, for bringing those people into my life and, and letting me see that that was a platform that needed to be, you know, showcased and shown off and, and, and work be done there. Um, we raised over $18,000 for that organization. And that organization was heavy in the streets uh, with getting voters to the polls this year for this election. Heavy in the streets. There was a conversation that we had, and I, and I don't know if I'm privy to be able to share it yet because we just don't, we, we didn't get permission yet. But the conversation basically was like, you know, from the folks over vote writers was like, you have no idea what that work did. Like, we talked a little bit about it post uh, Spawn for Good, but like that that $18,000 had an actual impact on this election. That might've changed some shit in a real way. That might've flipped a, a flipped a state, flipped a county. It might have, we don't know, but we know that there was some good work that was done through those folks that helped to put out this massive coalition that gave this one candidate the biggest voter turnout that we've seen since we've done this thing. You compound that with the, the amazing folks that we worked with from New Georgia, uh, New Georgia Project and Voting is Local with Twitch to Vote this year. Almost half a million views on Twitch. You know, Georgia was, like Insei Ufat said, the battleground state that moved the needle for this election, even though Pennsylvania was the one that kind of pushed it over the, over the fence. The momentum that we saw from her organization, from those two organizations and Stacey Abrams and all the other folks who were doing that work absolutely moved the needle this year in a way that even with the folks who were being wet blankets are not trying to see that work meant something. There's been a whole bunch of conversation that I understand it around why the Democratic Party is fucking up and why the Democratic Party is not getting things done and why the Democratic Party is capitulating and trying to coerce the, you know, you know, rural white people into the, into the party. And I understand the, the frustrations with that, but I don't understand the conversation that makes this all seem like it was terrible because of the person that we got as the candidate. People have to figure that shit out. You can't get everything you want. Politics is hard. I understand that we all, we all want someone who is uber progressive to move this country in a different direction in a way that seems faster but you also have to drag all the other people with you. And that's very difficult. So I understand the what ifs, the what ifs make a lot of sense to me. I want the what ifs to become reals, real things in, 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 in big ways too. But if we can't even get to the point where we can celebrate something like this, that could potentially at least get your asses out the house without having to wear a mask everywhere you go, or at least get you to a place where you can get those kids out of those goddamn cages. Or you can get to a point where you can hug the fuck out of somebody 
without feeling like you're going to pass over a, a damn disease to them. I'm okay with dealing with that part of it. I'm okay with us not getting everything that we wanted right now at this moment. We may not get a lot of it in this next four years unless we get the Senate back. That's reasonable. It sucks that we didn't get that. It sucks that we didn't have a bigger coalition. It sucks that we had a candidate that was old and nobody was excited about. I totally understand that. But shit, y'all, y'all got to figure that out. (laughs) We got to figure out some way that you can understand how some of that energy you put into the world isn't actually helpful. Unless you're going to do something about it. And I would appreciate it if people would stop talking shit and actually do something about it. So that would be fun. I would appreciate that. That would be great coming from me. Um, I am not one to just, you know, hope for hope for mediocrity. But in a time where we have the worst president known to man in, in the Amer- in, in the United States that we've all known do the wildest shit that we've ever seen and get away with it. You need something to balance that back out and at least get to the middle so that you can even try to move all the way to the left. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a salty space. I'm in a happy and salty space because I know there are a lot of people who rock with me and who, who are in our video game circles who they hate that idea of, 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 of anything being moderate. And I think that that's also a detriment to the space. I think it's, I think it's great in theory, but I don't think it's a thing that you can specifically tap on and expect all the other people that you actually need to do this thing with. I'm not saying that you have to court racists. I'm not saying you have to court Nazis. I'm not saying you have to court people who would fucking kill you. But there are some people somewhere that are not in our group that we have to pull in to make this thing actually happen for what you want to happen. And if you aren't willing to do that work and have those conversations and get out of our own bubbles, which we are all in, we can't front on that and say that that's not true. We like to talk to our friends and we like to talk to the people who are in our circles and we don't like to have those conversations with other people because we're kind of scared to have those conversations with other people. Not in a frightened way, but in a way that's like, if you say the thing that's going to offend me, I'm just going to dip out. And that's just not how it works. This is all stuff that happens in intimate spaces and good messaging and speaking to people where they're at in a way that they can understand that can pull people to your side who are reasonable. Again, this is not for the people who are assholes. This is not for the people who are racist. This is not for the people who are, you know, the scourges of the earth that we know them to be. But there are people who you can have those conversations with, who you can persuade if you have the right messaging and you have the right conversations with them to let them understand that some of the things that they care about are some of the things you care about too. And this is not just the dumb people we have in all the circles that we live in. Because there are a lot of dumb motherfuckers here in this United States of America. A lot of them. And there are a lot of people who are single issue voters. And a lot of people who believe in things that don't exist and use that as a foundation for what they want to, to vote with. Understand that. Understand that those things are real, even if we don't want them to be real. They are absolutely things that we have to fight against in those conversations if we're talking about building this coalition and having this not happen every year 
every four years. And also we have to get rid of the electoral college. Yes, we understand that. Because then you lose the argument to say that, oh, all the stuff that we did this year was for naught because we didn't have a landslide in this race. Dude had 7 million votes more than the other dude. Either way, that's a, that's a good sign. This happened twice. The problem is we just don't count the way we need to count. We all know this. Anyway, that was like 20 minutes of me ranting about politics. Whew. Um, I'm in a good mood. <laughs> that's the funny part. I, I'm, I'm in actually a really good mood, uh, but I need to get that off my chest. I feel like that's the thing that just needed to be said. Um, it's, it's frustrating and it's annoying. And it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I'm sure I'm going to get some shit about, or people will just shade you and not say a thing to your face and not tell you anything anyway, because that's what people like to do. Um, this show is going to be short. It's not going to be long. Um, there's a couple of, I'm, I'm trying to bust ass to get a lot of content out. Um, I just put up our miles Morales, uh, Spider-Man review. Uh, so that'll be up. Uh, I may kick it out into audio form too, just to have it, but I don't know if it fits, uh, in a good way for that. Uh, it will be up on our YouTube channel probably today, uh, as of Saturday, the 7th. Uh, so by the time you listen to this, it'll be up on the feed. Um, there was a fantastic, uh, secondary review that we did with the fam over at Fanbyte specifically, um, my fan, my fam, Nicholas Grayson, we, we sat down and chopped it up uh, about Spider-Man Miles Morales as well, which I think was a really fun and, and, and dope conversation. Uh, on the fanbite review pod. Um, and I got a couple other things that I'm working on. Uh, I have my PS5 review and my and my Xbox uh, Series X review. They're not going to be long. I'm going to tell, I'm going to preface this really quickly because I think um, it's important to share is the, uh, the, the way that the coverage has kind of come out and I've been poking at and looking at other, other outlets' outlets coverage of what it is. And to be honest, there isn't a lot of meat on the bone there to talk about besides stuff that we've already put out. Like I've already put out a good video about quick resume and load times for stuff. Um, I think what I will talk about in a, in an Xbox series X review and a PlayStation five review is kind of really small things. I think, you know, the things that I feel are going to be the most important things of like, should I get one, which most of you are probably going to try to get one anyway is how do games run? What's the UI experience? Um, you know, what are some of the small, cool quirks or things? And that kind of leans more towards the uh, the PlayStation 5 because of the DualSense. Um, and that's probably will be the stuff that I will focus on. It, those those videos and that stuff is aren't going to really be long because they don't need to be long because a lot of stuff is going to be conversations around things that everyone has already talked about already. There aren't really any new wrinkles that have come up from a firmware perspective or from a software perspective that really deserve a lot of, you know, long windedness to go along with it. It's just not really there yet. So it's kind of a review and process kind of deal where we'll, we'll tap back in. Like, we'll I'll, you know, we'll do the one that we do uh, this weekend or, you know, a little bit earlier in next week. And then we'll come back six months from now and see how things have kind of grown and, 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 and built themselves out in those platforms. I am playing a lot of different games, though, which are which I will um, dig into a little bit on this show. Um, Fuser, I have been playing and that has been amazing. It is such a fun game to play. I'm going to be streaming a bunch of that um, 
throughout the next couple of months. Uh, we're probably even going to do some uh, streaming with the fam Zoe Schneider, who, uh, if you missed our our, our first review, our first uh, interview with uh, the folks over at Harmonics, she was on the show and was brilliant and fantastic. So we're going to probably do some streams with her, which I'm really excited about. Um, I haven't done a full on review of Assassin's Creed yet, but I'll probably be on IGN talking about that fairly soon. Um, I'm working my way through it, but you know, it's been madness <laughs> in terms of, uh, game reviews and, and embargoes and everything. Um, so that's the thing. That's the thing I'm working through. I'm still playing through watchdogs Legion, which I'm adoring and loving. Huge shout out to, uh, Ubisoft again for sending over this really cool, uh, collector's edition of Washo's Legion, which has like uh, the the skull crown and it like lights up and it has all this cool LED stuff on it. It's super funky and dope. Uh, and they sent over a dope scuff controller to, to, to play the game as well. So I'm really excited about that. Um, what else am I playing right now? There's a lot of stuff. Um, I think I just got in a code for Godfall. Uh, so we'll be talking about that soon. As well, I'm probably going to boot that up very soon and see how that looks and, and feels and see what the deal is with that. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff happening right now. I'm this is the most busy I have been in a very long time trying to cover all this stuff by myself with a nine to five job with all the other things that go along with it. So I apologize to all of you at home if things aren't out as date and date with all the other outlets that you see. Um, it's just harder for me to get all the, the content out as fast as they do and have it pushed out in a way that feels good and feels like I'm, I'm not wasting your time uh, with the quality that I'm trying to put out or the content that I'm trying to put out. So I would say, and, I, and my ask would be from all of you is to, um, is to, is to, you know, even if it's a little bit late to still share it, still push it out, still watch it. Um, we all kind of have the same take <laughs> to be honest. Um, but I think my, my perspective, at least on some of the things I'm hoping that you will again, find to be a little bit different and, and special in that way. Um, so please share it, please, please push it out. Um, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff happening there, um, in that, in that respect. So I'm, I'm working hard. I'm trying to get as much stuff out as I possibly can as fast as I can, um, with the, with the a decent amount of quality. Plus, um, we're going to be moving out of this space soon. Uh, we're going to be moving out of this room down to the basement. Uh, we have to wait a week for the floors to kind of cure. Um, I'm going to have a video uh, that's up on YouTube actually right now that I have to go um, take a couple pictures for, for screenshots and thumbnails and stuff. But it's literally just telling you about what's going to happen with that basement. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of a series of videos that talks about uh, what Spawn on Me 2.0 is going to wind up being, you know, what that space is going to wind up being and how that's going to kind of change the way that I'm able to do content. Um, but I'm really excited for it. I'm very, very excited for the fact that I will be now having a dedicated space to make the content that I've been hoping to make for the past seven years in a bigger way, uh, more video, uh, better video, uh, you know, more ability to kind of do cool things on stream. Um, so it's going to take a while to get there, but the foundation is good. The, the step one has gotten done, which was fixing the floors down there. Uh, and ripping up all that bad carpet. So now it's going to be, uh, you know, usable in a way that doesn't feel like it's going to be annoying. Uh, so I'm super hyped about that for sure. Um, uh, we also have been thinking about, and I've been talking about this with the folks from Fanbyte about um, breaking 
ask Akka anything out into a separate show. Uh, something that we maybe do bi-weekly uh, in addition to the normal Spawn on Me shows. Um, that, that really is dependent on all of you at home about how much you submit to our speakpipe.com slash Spawn on Me voice mailbox. Um, I, I really do love doing that that, that segment. And I'm, I think breaking it out into a show where we take one topic or two topics a week and just talk about those specifically feels feels better and fits better into the format of the show than where we currently have it. It feels like it's always a little bit rushed and it kind of gets thrown in. Um, and I don't really like the way that that feels. So I want to see if I can break it out at least to see if we can get one or two per week and then build up and bank those things so that we can put those shows out in a reasonable and, and, and good way. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm 2021 is going to be fun. Like 2021 is going to be really interesting for us. I feel like we still have really good momentum. We have so many brilliant and good people around us who are infinitely willing to help and to, to share good information and to help us grow and to, to, to impart knowledge and, and all that stuff feels, feels really fantastic. And also I feel like we're in a, we're in a pivot point where we can start to do more things with the help of other orgs and other people and, you know, some tech partners, which we're going to need for the basement. Again, if we, if you're listening to this episode and you're in a space where you can help us get some PCs, some monitors, some lights, some cameras, all that kind of stuff, please reach out to me. I'm very, very much so looking for help and some sponsors and some tech partners to really build that studio out into something special. Um, and especially if you're in the, the Portland area, if you know any mural artists, please let me know because I'm dying to put a big old fat spawn on me logo in my basement. And I need someone to do that. So it doesn't look like me with some uh, crayon Crayola, <laughs> some Crayola crayons on the wall. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, a lot of cool stuff happening. We're really, really busy. I'm extremely busy. Um, this show got out late because I was so busy. Uh, but we have some good, we have a really good guest coming up. What day is it? The seventh in probably two weeks. We have a very good guest coming on. Um, someone that I have been dying to get on the show for at least two years. We're going to get on the show. It's already inked. The day has been signed up for it. We're going to put it out. It won't be live on Twitch because the recording time is a little bit earlier in the day. And it's during the workday, so I wouldn't be able to do that. I'm going to sneak in that recording uh, to, to get that out into the world. But it will be a thing that when I put it out um, during a live show, it'll probably get thrown into a live show um, after it's recorded. You're all going to be really hyped about who this person is. It's somebody who um, you should absolutely be excited to, 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 to know that they rocked with us in this way. So... Um, enough teasing on that end. Uh, all that stuff is good stuff. Um, word, I'm going to get up out of here, get back to work, see how much other stuff I can grind out, uh, before this weekend is over. Um, and see how much stuff we can, we can get into the mix and into the conversation. Uh, if you have any Xbox series X or PlayStation five questions, of course, next week is when all the consoles drop. So you probably won't need a lot of that information until then. I'm hopefully going to get you at least enough, enough stuff by the weekend. Uh, by early Monday or Tuesday, so that you'll have some good uh, stuff to, to 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 poke at. But um, yeah, like again, it's a really good time. Um, Donald Trump is out of the office. 
We have some hope in the world. People are excited about getting back into the process. We have to try, try to figure out the way to get the Senate back with those two seats in Georgia. Next gen gaming is happening in a week, in a couple of days at this point. Um, and I'm just really hopeful now. It feels good to be able to feel like some good energy is happening in the world. Um, and, the, and, the, and I hope that you are able to find some solace, um, find some good energy that has been sapped out of all of us this year, knowing that at least when Inauguration Day comes up, we won't have a, a big racist asshole running the country. Um, until then, I, I got to say this has been a hard year for all of you. I know it has been. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Thank you so much for championing us, championing me, uh, for giving me so many good vibes when I know you have all been looking for good vibes. I hope you feel like we've been able to give you good energy to keep pushing. Um, and I want to continue to do that going forward. And I think that we now have some decent momentum to be able to do that with some good perspective. And I hope that we can do that work together and make all this dope stuff happen. So massive love to you all at home. Hope you all doing well. Wash your hands, wash your butt. We still got this coronavirus to knock out of the park and, and fix and, and make it work. So uh, please stay safe. Please do all the things you need to do to make sure you are, uh, are keeping you and your family safe. And uh, we'll see you here a little bit later in the week uh, to do another one of these bad boys uh, to get you all learned up about next gen coming up soon. So much love to you all. We'll see you all in a bit. Peace.